good. Oh, I'm going to start again. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 that's the intro. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the intro, Alex. And then, then... <laughs> the first one I've done in weeks as well. Well, oh, guys, welcome to episode 13. As you can see, Alex has been really, really professional there with his, uh, with his oh. attempt at doing the introduction. So I'll take over. Welcome to the Hit Middle Halfway Up podcast. Very professional of us. Um, this is the second episode of the week um, because there is so much cricket going on um, and we just want to speak about it and listen to Alex uh, Butcher intros again and again. Um, you know, if, if your dad is listening, how, how good was that from your son? Bully him for me. Well, mate, apart from your little blunder, how are you again? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've got I've only got one more university cricket match this season. I played a battered LSE, LSE yesterday. Um, so, yeah, just again, uh, diving into watching some of the England women's versus India women's cricket. Very enthralling yeah. stuff so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they've basically watched the men and then done everything different from the men. Mm-hmm. Um, the the openers did well, which obviously we can't do as the men. Uh, number three, Heather Knight, the captain, did what we all want Crawley to do and get a good score. She got ninety five and lucky not getting mm-hmm. the ton. And then you've got so so uh, you got Dunkley coming in, um, and she was not out on about seventy odd. I think at the end they declared just just before the four hundred mark. So you're looking at hopefully getting up a few wickets um, in in this session that they're currently in. Um, and then through to tea because I think day three is going to be a bit of a um, a bit of a wet one. So hopefully they mm-hmm. can pick up six seven wickets um, if the ball's swinging uh, with Anya Shrubsol, uh, Catherine Brunt, and then you've also got Sophie Eccleston, Georgia Elwis. So they're looking really good, um, much better than than uh, the England men, um, which is obviously good. Um, but yeah, looking forward to continuing watching that once we've uh, finished recording. Now, the big, the big, uh, the starter of the T20 blast. We, we mentioned it last episode. Uh, Surrey doing really well. How are Gloucestershire sort of faring so far? Yeah, not great. If I'm honest, they started off obviously really, really well, um, and then fallen off. Um, they, 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 they beat Glamorgan, lost to uh, Sussex, I think it was. So after three games, one win, two loss, uh, two losses, sitting at fifth. So. Obviously, it's early days. Um, you'd, you'd, you would like to think they would get in the top four. Um, yeah, I, I don't quite know what's going wrong. I, I, the bowlers aren't quite hitting the heights that they did earlier on in uh, last year. Sorry, I think I think they just need a break. I hope they get um, a, a bit a bit of a break with this weather incoming because they sort of tailed off in the county championship. Um, obviously, they started off really well. Um, struggling to find momentum in the blast maybe they just need a few games off or a few days off just to regroup uh, get their ideas uh, sorted and hopefully push on from there yeah because there's so much cricket being played like we started in april um mm. and it's like usually i'm thinking may's the start of the cricket season summer um or sort of the end of spring start of summer when the sun's about but they've been playing since april um, so yeah, it's just like a lot of cricket, a lot of cricket, and especially if you're a first teamer, 
Um, I think what Surrey did, Surrey have got sort of a great setup in the fact that they've got like Laurie Evans um, and Gareth Batty, who are simply just white ball. They're not really looking to get themselves in the red ball team anymore because they are getting a bit older and they just come in for the white ball. You've got Will Jacks, who sort of back brilliantly. So it's like almost like having two separate teams, one mm. for white ball, one for red ball. And obviously when you're a, a big county like Surrey with lots of money, you can have sort of more players to be able to do that, which, um, mm. which is obviously good. And then when obviously you've got some centrally contracted players, it does help as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also important, um, talking about momentum and things, Surrey now three wins from three going really, really well. Um, probably early, early favourites to top of the group, I think. It's fair to say with the currents back, Roy um, doing bits. Um, obviously, you get Pope back for a couple of matches now. Hopefully, you can find some form. But it, it's by contrast, with so many games being played over the course of the next few weeks, if you are struggling for form or if you, you know, teams not winning, it's really difficult to, to overcome that in such a short space of time. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully if this, this weather, obviously we want to play as much cricket as possible, watch as much cricket as possible. But from a Gloucester point of view, have a break, go back to the nets, get some uh, focus on the basics, the fundamentals. And then from then, from that base, they can obviously push on and, and you know, demolish Surrey. <laughs> well, well you sort of saying about Pope sort of coming back in unfortunately um, he uh, sorry for our statement he came into contact with someone who tested positive this was after he left the England camp before he joined back up with the sorry boys he got into someone contact so he's actually not available which is obviously what we said last week is you wanted like him Bracey Crawley to go to the mm-hmm. T20 blast and just sort of hit some balls and you know score some runs and obviously He's in sort of a bit of a sticky, well, an annoying situation where he's now going to isolate for a bit. Um, so we put that statement. Um, but yeah, we get Burns back sort of next, I think next game, he's sort of ready for selection, um, whether or not they bring him in. Because um, I don't really know where he's going to fit in this team because exactly, it's just, yeah. it's so good at the moment. But um, th- that sort of, you know, leads us on um, to look at look at some other players and, and more importantly, some of the England boys, the... Um, the 15-man squad did get announced. Um, really happy to see Willie um, and Wokes come back in because obviously there's no Archer. Um, first first thoughts, what's, what's your first thoughts on the team? Yeah, I really like it. I think it's a... You've got you've got good balance there of sort of players who are sort of your guaranteed players for the World Cup mixed with some people you'd quite like to try out. So really excited to see Wokes back in there. I think it's the first time he's been there in a few years. Obviously, um, he, he was uh, with, is it the De- Delhi Capitals this Yeah, this yeah, he was. He played um, he played two two games, I think. He got Butler yeah. out in one of them. And then when Rabada came in from isolation, uh, yeah. Rabada sort of took his spot, uh, which is quite understandable because Rabada's yeah. quite good. Yeah, look, look, obviously you want to see uh, players like Liam Dawson as well, Hampshire, Hampshire's finest, uh, more inbred than yeast, um, but he's a top bloke. Obviously, he's got he's got a World Cup uh, winners medal. He, he could be an option in India if either Rashid or Moeen get injured. So, like, I'd like to give him a few games. Some Livingston, we've we've got so many good top order batsmen. I think it's going to be really difficult um, for the selectors to cut down to three or four. But he's always been in and around it, so hopefully, you know, he can kick on and start pushing. But yeah, really, really good squad mixed with 
players you'd assume would be there and and new up and coming stars. You, you mentioned there, you know, Livingston. Um, I think he opens the batting for Lancashire. We've got so many people who open the batting, and it's going to ask you this: Bearstow was batting at four for I think um, Sunrises, and then Warner got dropped, so he went and opened, and he did. He did well. I think he got a few 40s and stuff. He never really kicked on to get sort of 50s, 60s, 70s, um, really go big. But he's come back to Yorkshire and he's got an 80 in like 50 balls and 112 in 40-odd balls opening the batting. And obviously, we know how good he is at ODI. Do you see there is a, do you, do you feel there's a way for him back into that sort of opening role with Roy, potentially? Um, or... Roy being left out in India and Butler coming in because Roy didn't have the best of times in India, but Butler did no. and mm. Bairstow did as well. Do you reckon that could be an option? Do you know what? The simple answer, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a really good problem to have, I think, because that Bairstow-Roy connection at the top of the order has worked so well in ODIs. And I think Roy, Roy's had a, you know, a, fairly, a fairly good start to this, this summer. Best obviously uh, done fun, fantastically last 12, 18 months uh, in T20 cricket. But it's, it's where, where you want Butler, you want Butler as a sort of a specialist opener or do you want him there to finish the job, finish the job um, and, you know, last 10, five overs gone, give it a bosh. But then obviously you, you also have the issue when Ben Soakes comes back, he was originally, he was playing three uh, for the Rajasthan Royals. Do you leave Milan out? Do you have, you know, Bester, Roy, Butler, and then your big hitters, do you take Milan out, even though he's world number one, averaging about 50? Do you keep Milan in as that sort of, almost the holding player and keep it how it is and have Bester still as that big hitter just coming in at four? And you have that stability with Milan. For, for me, I... I would prefer to see Bearstone and Roy opening, uh, have Milan at three, and then Butler is almost the floater. And if if needs be, um, come in at 10 overs, uh, at 12 and over, go and bosh it. Um, but keep someone like Morgan, say, if we're for 20 for three off six overs, for example. So I think have him as a floater because he, he's the best finisher in the world. We've seen that in ODI cricket. So definitely... For me, he should be five, six, um, and best of opening. I actually couldn't agree more because the one thing that we really did not figure out in the T20 series against India was we didn't really have many finishers. Mm. Like, for example, the one where we were chasing over 200, you had that brilliant start from obviously Butler and uh, Milan. Obviously, Roy got out early, um, but then there was no one really to then kick on. Whereas obviously in ODI cricket, we've realised that Butler is very good at, you know, being that finishing. Being he scored, uh, did he score the did he score a fifty ball hundred or is that am I making that one up? I think he did, um, but he, he scored runs very quickly in ODI. So obviously mm. it's, it's a longer format, but um, the bowler's a bit more tired. But it's like, why don't you know we just use him in this finishing role that he's obviously excels at, and obviously he's just a freak batsman that he can do anything really because he can open he can finish the innings and he could probably come in at bat three and do a Milan sort of job but yeah I, I would really like to see it'd be interesting to see Roy Bairstow opening in T20 to see if it's the same destruction as in um, ODIs yeah I was just going to ask you 
who would you back if you needed six to win off the last ball? Who would you back, Bairstow or Butler? Uh, probably go Butler. Exactly. I think the simple, if you want to sort of dumb it down a bit, you think Butler can clear the rope more consistently, even with a man out, whereas Bairstow is really good at breaking, breaking the infield in the power play. So I would definitely say um, Butler's ability of clearing the rope is more important later on in the innings. And therefore, if you get him off to a good start and then, oh my God, 100 for two off nine overs, in comes Butler, game over. For me, that's probably probably the, the best way to go about winning the World Cup. So I've just written down an eight, an eight batting lineup, and I just want to see what you think of it. Roy mm-hmm. and Bairstow opening. Milan, Morgan, you're 3-4. Butler at five. And obviously he can go up if... You know, he can swap with Morgan if we're like, say, 160 for two um, or for, yeah, for two off, say, um, 16 overs. Um, Stokes, Curran and Archer, as you sort of, you know, Curran showed it in that ODI game that he can bat and he, he's proven yeah. it to Surrey. I think he's coming in at four at the moment and he does it in, in the IPO anyway. Uh, but you've got Stokes there who's obviously just, you, you, you can't not pick him because, yeah. you know, he's a freak. And then you've got Archer, who showed that he, I think he got like 17 off six in that um, one of the T20 games, just sort of mm-hmm. giving it a long handle. Would you be happy with that sort of um, top eight? Well, that that sort of lineup. And then obviously you've got Rashid Wood and whoever you also want to select. Yes, I am happy with that. Um, it's interesting. You, you just um, raised another point. I think in India, we really struggled because all our finishers, including Moen Ali, I think he was there as well all left-handers. So as soon as you have an off-spinner against four or five left-handers in a row, left, left-handed left finishes, it's a really, really difficult thing. So I would say definitely have Butler there as the right-hander, give it log-handle, left-hand, right-hand combination. Easy win. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, it's sort of, it's just a great predicament to be in for, mm. for, for the selectors. Um, we were sort of speaking about Milan whether or not he's going to be in and all of that sort of stuff he's not been doing very well in Blast so far he didn't do great in the IPL I mean he wasn't selected much do you feel you know that this bad form is going to continue for him or do you reckon he's sort of just a little you know he's been playing a lot of cricket it's sort of just a small sort of dip and he's going to come sort of back in because that does leave the door potentially open for a route maybe mm. to sort of come back in for that three. Um, and he, he has done very well in that role before. Yeah, for, for me personally, no. Um, I, was, I remember we, we did the episode 11, which for some reason didn't go on Spotify, or I think it was at least definitely a question on uh, one of our Instagram polls, please follow. Um, when Milan got... 199 for Yorkshire in the Counter Championship. Uh, so it's sort of like a couple of weeks ago, he was in great form. And then, like we're saying, with you get one or two low scores and it can continue in the, in the blast. But I, I always do believe he does do better for England than the counties. I don't know why, but average wise, stroke rate wise, he does do better for England. So I would, I'd back him. I'd back him um, for the time, give him, give him the summer. Um, and yeah, I, I think Roots just got too many games coming up at the moment. I don't, I don't think he can be focusing too much on T20, especially when we've got someone like Milan 
who can obviously win you a game. But the, the one player I'm interested in who's not in the squad, Alex Hales. Do you think England have missed a trick? Do you think Hales should be back in the back in the squad, or has his time come? Has his time come and gone? And you want to see like Livingston pushing through and Bandman, Phil Salt, etc. Um, oh, I think I think it'd be you know it'd be really cool if he could come back in and all of that stuff. But what obviously he he was technically on his second. Uh, and he's already had a warning before, obviously, the drug incident. And I think that sort of was the last sort of straw for Morgan. It was sort of, you know, you've had one, you've had a second chance. You know, there's not going to be a third because it's like, where do you draw the line? And if you were in any other profession, if you, you know, if that was in your contract or whatever about sort of drug use and all of that stuff and you broke that, you would be out of a job. So I think... You know, it, it's it's annoying because obviously he's so good and he's proved that so often playing yeah. T20 and, and a one-day cricket for us. But I think there's just, with Morgan, it's that, that level of trust. Um, and also, you know, he's only he's been doing it in domestic level where obviously Roy and Bairstow have shown in ODI cricket that they are two of the great openers. You know, you've got Root, who's shown how good he is at three. You know, he goes at, you know about six you know about 100 strike rate most of the time you know and as a number three that's sort of like great for the team because he's sort of just the anchor you know with his little dabs down to third man I think the team's just sort of got to a point where I think it's just so good that you don't need to include him anymore you know we won the world cup without him you know we could do it again potentially um so I I don't really see sort of a way of him coming back into this team um yeah and then I think once Morgan sort of, uh, you know, steps down as captain and steps down from the England team, it'll be about bringing the new sort of generation of white ball cricketers, um, which which obviously I've written a few few names down on my on my little piece of paper. Um, you know, there is another Nottinghamshire lad uh, who's lit up the blast this year, Joe Clark. I don't know if you've seen much of him. I mean, he got, I think he got 160 odd balls, 100, whatever, 20 odd and 60 odd balls. Mm. You know, there's a potential that, you know, instead of sort of, if we're, if we're going to stick to this Alex Hales thing, he could potentially just sort of make sure that Joe Clark gets himself into that England team and does all the right things and, you know, and, and, and helps him because obviously he's made mistakes, Alex Hales, and educates Joe Clark on what to do, what not to do. Um, when you get into sort of this big limelight that, Potentially, he could he could see himself under if he continues sort of in the way that he's going. Um, but the other two names I've got is uh, Om Kola Cadmore from um, from Yorkshire uh, and and Matt Parkinson. What what do you think of those three sort of potential three young English white ball cricketers for the future? Um... Yeah, so Joe Clark, 100%, got 136, striking at 204 at the moment in his four matches. Great player. Um, I think he's had injury recently, um, so we haven't seen enough of him. But yeah, really good player. It's interesting what he said about Hales there, just going back to that quickly. I remember listening to Ben Duckett, and he said after it was the last semi-final of 2019, I think, and uh, it was against Worcestershire. He needed two off the last ball and just missed it. Um, and and 
the player he went to or the player who helped him was Alex Hales, which which shows that I guess after you know being in the mud for a few years, he has matured, he has learned, and he is prepared to help help others, which obviously I think is great. So yeah, Joe Clark, huge fan of um Cola Cadmore. I'll be honest, I'm less of a fan of him. Um or, or I I I, th- I think obviously he's a class player. Um, but I do think there are people ahead of him at the moment. Um I'll just throw a name out, Phil Salt. Um mm-hmm. three matches, two fifties, strike rate 154. Uh Sam Hain, three fifties, strike rate 150 in five matches. So I think he, you know, he's Again, he's, he's working with Adam Life, who obviously great experience, can help him. But I I don't see Kola Cadmore at the moment in and around that that sort of team, um, unfortunately. And Matt Parkinson, you said, yeah, fantastic player. I'd have liked to see him in India, actually. I was disappointed not to see him. Um, averaging 16 so far this, uh, this blast, um, seven wickets. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge Parkinson's fan. Um, and sounds a bit wrong. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Parkinson. <laughs> I think he's a really good bowler, actually. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting they've gone with Dawson. Um, I would rather see Parkinson personally in that T20 squad ahead of Dawson because I think whilst Dawson offers more with the bat, I think. Parkinson's more likely to sort of win your match with his with his leg spin, mm. more likely to, to take wickets. And I think that's what you need in T20 rather than just the economy. So you get that with someone like Moen Allen. So yeah, Parkinson's really impressed. And I would a bit disappointed he's not in the England squad. Yeah, I, I sort of quite like to see him. He's, he's been bowling really well with the Red Bull um, when obviously it was turning when it was sort of dry during April. And then sort of May took a hit because obviously the conditions slightly changed. Thing he still did, he still did well as a spinner mm. when it's sort of like a green wicket and it's not off really much. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he was out there for all of the winter through Sri Lanka, through India, um, and he, he, he just couldn't quite get a game in that ODI series. Um, potentially, I think they might have just brought him in just to sort of, you know, like a sort of a bracy last year sort of just have him in around the squad so we can learn how, what it takes to be an international cricketer. Like, he is still young. He's 23 years old. Yeah. I think yeah. similar, same age as Bracey. So it's almost like they're two sort of people who England might be sort of going, well, you know, you're young. Um, we're going to bring you into the squad and we're sort of going to help you sort of learn what it takes to be an international cricketer. But it would have been, I think, more sensible to pick him because, for example, same uh, Rashid in the first T20 game, uh, picks up an injury, uh, like he gets a strain or something. Um, Dawson's not really a like-for-like replacement. You could almost say Dawson is a like-for-like replacement for Moen Ali, but he's yeah. not for Rashid. And you want your leg spinner to be a wicket-taking option, which I do think Parkinson, maybe not he like is 100% now, but he could be given the opportunities. So again, yeah, I think he is one for the future, but it's just the same. He's not in, in this squad. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's interesting, the sort of comparison you have um, with Rashid there and his sort of understudy. And the one thing I'd like to see from him and something actually I'm going to be trying to do myself this summer, get get a little bit more variation. So obviously he's got the stock ball, nice flighted leg spinner. He can go a bit quicker. 
But obviously Rashid's got the top spin, he's got the googly. You'd really like to see, and I think actually all the best spins in the world do that. Uh, Shamsi South Africa does that. Uh, Zampa, Axel Patel doesn't spin it. Uh, <laughs> so you'd, you'd really like to see Parkinson just a little bit more, a little bit more to his game. And, and if you want to go on, probably, you know, if you go on sort of one of the the best spinners in the world at the moment and probably for a few years um, on variation um, was, was Ashwin. Um, mm. I remember watching him in the IPL and he's got, you know, he's got the Karen ball, he's got like the stop where he like, he gets into his delivery stride and stops for a bit. So he's got all of these variations because I think in, in this is where Rashid obviously struggled in Red Bull. Red Bull's all about getting the ball, landing in that spot, landing it in that spot consistently. Mm. And then the variation comes. Um, which is obviously where you take wickets. Whereas in um, in white ball, it's more about the batsman doesn't know what's going to go happen from ball to ball because you've only got in T20, you've only got 24 balls or less than that. Obviously, if you don't bowl, you're allocated. You've only got 24 balls to tr- pick up a wicket. So you've got to have these variations. You've got to have the googly that can come in. You've got to have that top spinner, potentially a flipper to be able for the batsman not not to just settle on that on that leg break be able mm. just to score freely against you. Yeah, and, and that that sort of variation ball doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it could be sort of a long hop or whatever. But as long as it's now in the batsman's head that, you know, not everything's going to be a flight of leg spinner. Some, some might, you know, be an off spinner, for example. Some might go straight on. As soon as you get that doubt in, in the player's mind, you're suddenly you're facing both the baller, uh, the bowler and the ball rather than just the ball in hand, if that makes sense. Yeah, and obviously it, he's sort of, like we said earlier, he's young, um, mm. still looking to sort of uh, progress well. Um, and lastly, I'd like to say on this team, um, it's, it's, it's pleasing to see uh, David, David Willey back into the squad. He's been doing really well for, for Yorkshire so far in, in, the, uh, in the blast with the bat and the ball. Um, and obviously, he was the unfortunate one that got left out for the World Cup um, for, for obviously Jofra Archer coming in. So it's really good to see him coming back in. Um, and hopefully, he can sort of um, almost press his claim that, you know, he does deserve a spot back in this side. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Obviously, he can hit, hit the long ball. Um, he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a couple of centuries to his name as an, as an opening bat. He's a class bat. And I, I, I like to see a left-hander in the in the attack. You look at um, New Zealand, and they've got obviously Wagner, Bolt. I don't think Wagner's doing too, too much T Twenty, but obviously you've got Bolt, South, etc., Jameson. So it just adds another string to England's bow, makes it a little bit more balanced for me. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of Willie. Um, <laughs> just just clocked what that sounded like there. <laughs> And obviously, oh, no. if, you, if you go if you go again on like for like replacements, you've got a Karen, and then you've got mm. a and then, you, then you've got a David Willey. Um, you know, both have got nice swing to their actions. Obviously, a lot of it comes from sort of that left armour, sort of that in swinging um, to the right hander away to the to the left hander, and then obviously they both have shown their prowess with the bat, which is which is really good to see. Mm. Um, uh, it's interesting. I would say, especially in white ball, I would say probably the difference between Willie and Curran is that Willies are much more, 
Willie's a swinger. Um, whereas, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're 12. Whereas Curran sort of does slur balls, crossing, uh, back of the hand slur balls, uh, wristy, fancy stuff. I don't know, I'm a batsman, barely. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's where you want them. Do you want Curran for the middle overs or do you want a, a Willie for the, for the top? the top overs during the power play, swinging it around and maybe picking up one or two. Mm-hmm. Well, well, there's a lot to decide for, for, for England and there's a lot to sort of look forward to um, in the summer. Um, obviously the blast, again, a lot of the counties are streaming them because there's so much cricket going on. There's a few games on Sky. Disappointingly, Sky are currently showing the Pakistani uh, Super League. Um, which I obviously can only imagine is because they had the contract to do it uh, when it was supposed to be on, but then COVID sort of ruined it, so they've got to fulfil their agreement. Um, but there's a few games on Sky. Uh, a lot of them are being streamed, um, with some of them better cameras than, than, than others, uh, to say the least. Uh, Gloucestershire being probably one of the worst cameras that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that concludes the episode. I've, I've just checked the woman, um, and they're... India on 70, the England woman, don't look at me like that, the England woman score. Uh, India are on uh, 17 for none. Um, Catherine Brunt and Andrew Shrubsoul, um sort of sort of going well, sort of trying to tie them up. Um, but yeah, so hopefully they can come home with a nice victory and, and the rain sort of doesn't ruin that game. Um, and then tomorrow is the, is the start of the World Test Championship, I do. I do think. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we can see Virat Kohli being stunned uh, of how he's got out again uh, because that's always good viewing, um, preferably after he's faced one ball and got bowled uh, by Trent Bolt. You know, that would be the dream scenario. Um, but Alex, I think that's, that concludes this, this, this episode. It does. Um, I won't do... I won't do... I won't do... I'll, I'll, uh... Oh, mate, my intros and outros have been so stinky. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, pleasure, pleasure to be with you, as always. Um, and hope you've enjoyed listening. Yeah, thank you, guys. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the introduction. And uh, we will see you all on Monday for another episode. Perfect. In a bit, guys. <laughs>